broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Back to Russia we go. Comrade. Yes. <laughs> Off we go. Russia, arms <laughs> leave you. Yeah. Boy, I did not remember Krychek with his fake arm. <laughs> the, the longest teabag shot I've seen outside of Pornhub. No shit. What was he doing? It's a, it's a lot of Duncan. It was lot a lot of Duncan. Of, and, it, and it, I love how Duncan. it mimics that Russian KGB guy from the beginning of the episode. Mm. And that's a great like bookend. Because the, uh, the episode opens where he's dipping that thing doesn't that look like the thing they throw the water on the coffin with? Yeah, they're both. It does. Uh, it's like a flail. spherical metal ball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a ball and flail. Chain. It's a flail. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild, dude. Everything looks like a D and D weapon to me. So. Everything. All I know is movie quotes in in role playing games. I'm completely useless as an individual. You know, is every there anything every else reference I pull. <laughs> yeah, it's um. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing. I forget. There's a name for that that thing because uh, my grandmother used to used to make tea with that. A diffuser, maybe. I maybe. just threw then, that in there. And then she actually sometimes she'd use that, and sometimes she'd just do the tea leaves right in there, and you drink it. And then she would tell she. Would, this is my great grandmother. Actually, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Great grand Ruthie would read our fortunes in the when, teas. After you finish your tea, you have tea, like loose tea leaves. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, so all the liquid's done and you just have like the tea leaves sticking to the bottom. And then she Stop it. tell her fortunes, real thing. What kind of fortunes did you guys have lined up for you? Um, I was going to be rich and powerful <laughs> and successful. So what Same. did she know? Crazy. <laughs> what did she know? Crazy. Must have been real long term. Real. haven't gotten there yet. I know my whole thing, dude. I told, I, I know my whole fucking thing. I was just talking yeah. to somebody about this. Probably chat. Like, I know my whole astrology thing because uh, I, I was with somebody whose mom was like a tarot reader. They were hippies, you know? They were into that thing. Those kind of people? Crystal mm-hmm. people? I'm a crystal person. I'm a crystal I'm person. A, am, <laughs> crystal uh, person. Shout uh, out to Maja. Celebrating see. fucking Midsummer Eve. I am. Uh, do you know? What are you? I, I, you're two things, actually. I learned that. I'm apparently. Um, I'm apparently. I'm going to fuck this up. Let me think about this. I am a. Capricorn Sun Aries Moon, which Why? makes me pretty fucking difficult to deal with, apparently. Which I guess that part's correct. I, I can vote for one part. Sure. Cap- <laughs> you fucker. Cap- <laughs> you fucking bitch. Capricorn Sun Aries Moon, and that's me. Maybe it's, maybe it's I got my crystals next to me, and that's all I know. I think that means I'm a goatfish, and then something about Aries is the god of war, <laughs> but I don't think it's that cool. Anyway. Old Mikey Marinara in the chat, speaking for the masses, very interested in your guys' thoughts on this episode, as in, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's hey, Magus, have you been listening? Have you been listening? Have you been listening to this podcast for any length of time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, wrapping God. up a two parter today, my friend, from Dude. it's been a bit. It's been a bit. We had a scheduling mm-hmm. conflict. We had a bonus episode we dropped yes. and then pulled and then dropped again. <laughs> and now we're live. Now we're live. Wow. For the Lost masses. Three good eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Got an eyeball issue. It's fine. Push through for you people because I love you people. You look like fucking Crenshaw. <laughs> Is that his name? 
<laughs> missing the congressman. Eyeball. I think that's his name. I was like, hey, if- worst case scenario, I'm going to Snake Plissken for every Halloween. <laughs> uh, you can call me Snake. I'd be perfect, except for the rugged good looks and manliness of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> of hey, I got a question for you. You know what hmm. I was just thinking? If I really wanted to spare grandma, if I wanted my grandmother to have dignity at the end, I would definitely put her in a fucking rape van where a guy's going <laughs> to shoot some fucking, you know, the shit to put freeze. the animals to sleep with in their goddamn old lady's neck. It's, that was nice, huh? It's got to be like chemical green. Jesus Christ. Does it have to be like ectoplasm looking Ghostbuster <laughs> shit? <laughs> Fuck, man. 500 cc's of NyQuil. I right. just want to go peaceably. All right, Grandma, we're going to whisk you out of this hospital like we're uh, conducting a goddamn high-value target extraction, and then we're going to jam you in a rape van and stick a fucking needle in your arm until you're dead. Isn't that peaceful? Oh, it yeah. sounds exciting, dear. Raises no questions when you drive down the road in the rape van with curtains on the full interior. Yeah. Nope. No cop has any questions about that. Yeah, like, yeah current currents on the inside of a van, that's a problem. That's also that's, love your labels. What are you, the LSG Media Studios? You write on electric tape and stick it to things. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be running a medical operation, you maniac. <laughs> well, well, their Patreon's just getting going and you know, we'll see. Jesus we'll see where Christ. we're at. Kavorkin, this fucking oh whoops, I just stabbed myself. This guy's like fucking Mangala. Mangala. Um, dude, Terma. Two-parter, wrapping up Tunguska. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts? Um, I think I like this episode, but I'm also... I, I Okay, so what I like, I like that Russian dude who just is like making the horse clop on the lady's neck after he squeezes her. He's like, I squeeze <laughs> your pretty Anglo-Saxon neck with my powerful Slavic hands. And then he's like, horse, step on her neck. I like that guy. I like his whole like... This guy, the KGB guy coming out of retirement to just drop it down on him. Drop the hammer down. I thought that was fun. <laughs> like fucking Russian John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Except very, he moves much slower. <laughs> much slower. And, well, but uh, surprisingly, surprisingly uh, physically adept, I guess, for his age, right? He definitely is. I think is. I stole that. I think I might have stolen that from a, a listener comment, but I'll... Uh, I'll I'll find them and mention their name if I, so if I did. I I I'm, I think I like this episode. I just don't know how good it is um, because it didn't grab me right away. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it, I might I need some saying. help with this one. I watched it twice. Um, Was it, so. Here's a problem that I yeah. think we, we both might have. It's been unless a while. unless you're a better person than me and you immediately rewatched Tunguska. You're hilarious. A two a two <laughs> parter. That you watched the last episode five weeks ago, that's a bit. So a bit. I think we should keep that in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of good things to say about this episode, but I also definitely to channel Mr. Jeffrey Lebowski, uh, a very complicated case, dude. A lot, <laughs> a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. <laughs> All right, there is, a, dude. So fucking much happens in this episode. This this episode, this is like tying more loose ends up than the end of Goodfellas. You know, like oh, got a lot of loose. We got we got so many plot points to stick in a cold freezer somewhere. Just it's, so many locations, dude. Mm-hmm. The the amount of places they go in this episode is, sure. is pretty fucking wild. 
I mean, right. we're at Senate hearings. We're in Florida at a convalescent home. We're mm-hmm. in New York at a detention facility. We're in North Dakota. We're in fucking Russia. Like, yeah. we're really Where glo- in the world is this <laughs> fucking plot? <laughs> and I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel myself like kind of getting overwhelmed with it until about maybe three quarters of the way through. There was a point sure. where I was like, okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. I did a backup. I did like a five minute backup and I was like, what the fuck just happened there? WTF. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What does happen in this episode? If you were to put me on the spot and say, explain the plot to me, we might have a short night. <laughs> okay. But I explain think I kind of know. <laughs> You're like, hey, <laughs> listen, let's play a hockey on it. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. Thanks for thanks for coming in to live chat. Hey, thanks for you first timers. Let's wrap it up on from time, around okay? the world. Now that we're late, we're gonna send you off to bed early. <laughs> Ratings are booming. Uh, no, so listen. I know that our main man Mulder is stuck in Russia. He got rushed up, and uh, but that's not the like the first things that happen is. We get like our little recap, and then Grandma gets whisked off to the euthanasia van, right? Yes, good start. And then, a good start for sure. And then we have Mulder with the guys like, "I'm going to stick something through this hole. Don't ask stupid American <laughs> questions. Just pull it in the mouth, and then you, you will this. be free." <laughs> this is a tool I made for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you expect to escape, I need you to take this. No, no, put hands behind back. Don't ask questions. Oh, and uh, I should mention, since I actually had to do my own homework, because BP's, uh, we, we're still allowing him to continue his uh, his home homeowner move leave from the podcast production team. Sounds um, ludicrous. The <laughs> the the line, the credit line, you know, it wasn't the truth is out there. It's e per sur muave. I, I actually, it's not pronounced like that because I think it's Italian. So it's e per sur muave. E muave. Um, and yet it still moves, which apparently... Allegedly, yeah, post it was a Galileo quote after he the church made him like you know confess confess to like using science and shit right but it is not a heliocentric world but um interesting and I kind of if if we remember I'd like to go when we finish wrap this shit up like what do you think that kind of refers to what do you think the significance of of that is in this and episode? yet it still moves yes my guess so would... let's not do it now let's not do it now or do okay. it <laughs> or do it now or do it now are we going to remember to do it? Nope. Go. Um, and yet it still moves. I don't know what Galileo attributed that to. I'm not really sure. So I can't really cheat and, and try to make some sort of backdoor connection. I think the earth around the sun. And yet it still moves. Yeah. Um, in this, it might have something to do. It may, maybe it's just being literal. Um, maybe it could be a couple things. It could be the black ooze itself still moving um, post-mortem. I don't know. Maybe it could be whatever plot is in motion is still moving. I like the sinister meta plot at large. I like that take. Yeah. I think that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mythology continues to move, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. I like that. Um, and that was, um, that was mentioned, uh, by, uh, Neil James, um, on Ah. Facebook. Um, one of the things, uh, Excellent. also good to see the syndicate in their worried state. They're usually extremely cool and calm, and to see them shitting themselves with fear is a real treat. Uh, And I think that's a good point, and I do think that's kind of an enjoyable thing to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's to have, like, the perpetually in control 
like, you know, puppet masters at some point, it's cool to set them up and show their power, but I think it's nice to show when things go wrong and they're at some level still human beings that are like, fuck, like we are not perfectly in control of everything. Indeed. I dig it. Question in the chat. You see it? Why, Um, why is Janet in the van still under control of her own body while being infected with the black oil? Well, there's, me. there's a lot about the black oil that, and no, <laughs> this is, this is the, the fucking best, best excuse is like, Hey, no spoilers I when I not. don't remember like how things change down the road, but we'll say we Maybe don't because- know how mythology reveals things, but it's certainly the case that we see a shitload of people exposed to black oil that don't seem to have the effects that we have previously seen with black oil. Mm-hmm. Now, right. yes, we know that this might be something different. They're talking about inoculations. They're talking about this program. So maybe it's it's not the black oil we're thinking of. It's a, a little bit, a little bit more controlled. Maybe less of a payload. Right. We're that's we know that there's this program that they're working on. Um, it's not like the raw black oil that comes out of the rock. We see that getting Doctor Sachs. The you know in in part one, who's still you know in in the coma or whatever the fuck in this one. Um, but the, whatever they're applying, the same shit they apply to Mulder, right? In, mm-hmm. in the Russian camp at the end of the last step. Correct. So we'll leave it at that. What if, uh, what if she's, she's on her way out what she's dying? She's maybe there's no, maybe there's just no biological benefit to controlling a lady who's completely ill. Maybe it's just laying dormant waiting, you know, for a different opportunity. I don't know. Seems, seems extremely ageist, but okay. But but it makes sense if if she's not doing anything if she can't if it can't use her body if it's like oh man this bitch ain't responding to my commands because she's like dying maybe it's like maybe I'll just not exert the effort for now lay low motherfucker the senior citizens no longer can contribute to society to uh, to Americans or to the black oil that's what the black oil says <laughs> yeah I don't know um. But so through through the first, I mean, we're not going to go scene by scene, but overall, I just want to talk about a, a few things that I dig. Scully's hair. One, Scully's hair, as mentioned, by the way, another another quote on Facebook from uh, Miss uh, Mrs. Andrew Johnson in the chat. Hmm. Uh, can I just add how insanely hot Mulder and Scully are in this episode? You know, Mulder just rocking that five o'clock shadow the whole time. I Get concur little- with those uh, assessments. Got that prisoner chic kind of look it, going to him. Drop, it's, it, drop a little weight in a Russian prison camp, you know? It's when, it's when she's talking to Skinner. It's that lighting. It's perfect. Yeah. Good good hair. Good hair. Sparkle. Um, I, love, I love Peskov. Peskov's awesome. I do love him. I yeah. think it's very cool. It's a cool, um, I guess you kind of call him a villain. I mean, he's yeah. s- sort of just following orders. And at the end of the day, he, he spares Scully's life because it's maybe not directly part of his mission. He doesn't need to kill her. Um but I thought it was believable enough that he's this. There was a couple times where I was like, okay, this dude can just walk in and out of anywhere. Was I want to talk about. Obfuscate level fucking three. Dude, he has elderly, harmless man level fucking three. Yeah. That's, Ask Dr. Cansayer's throat about harmless man. <laughs> no shit, right? Here's what I love about is it Peskov, you said? Peskov. Vasily Vasily, 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 Vasily Peskov. Here's why Vasily is rad. Because Vasily, because Peskov, we'll call him, is completely unassuming. You don't, it's, it's, anytime you think of spy movies and wet works and assassinations, you never think of an unassuming elderly gentleman who's just going to waltz in 
and kill you quickly. It, 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 most of the time, our society will overlook what appears to be a kind old man who's just existing in the world, doing his thing. And there's something I like about that from a spycraft perspective. You would, it's not the dark guy in the back of the room with the, you know, with the dark shadows on his face and the dark clothing. It's not the, it's not the lean, tall, icy blue eyed devil that's, you know, languidly moving through the hallways. It's this sort of doddering older fellow who just moves around and he's just a man and he can, he, he's crafty. He's got that Russian crafty shit going on. Like when, when they take that moment where he's, he hops in one of the beds. I just, love that. That's, I love that shit. He, he like yeah. just disappearing in plain sight. He's, he is right under your nose type of thing. It's not, it's not, Oh my God, the grim reaper's coming. It's, it's too late. Just like, just like when he goes after that woman, he's petting the horses and He's, hey, my name is Vasily Pesco. He, Pesco, he tells her. Yeah. It was a little, it was, that part was a little James Bond villain of like, he's going <laughs> to lurk, lurk her here in your stables. I'm, I'm in your then, stables. And then one hand choke you to death. Like, right. all right. I mean, you're, you're still an old man and that's a relatively young, not young, but you know. Here's what I think about that. Well done, well manicured man. Oh, he's stooping yeah. her. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, power. Not saying power that Power does it. Power does it. I'll tell you. It's a um, handsome older woman. <laughs> but it is cool because like, uh, like you talk about, like the last thing, again, uh, not a secret agent, but <laughs> I would imagine that which the last thing you want your covert operative to look like is fucking Daniel Craig. Of course. The last thing. Of course. Is someone who whose looks just immediately draw your eyes when he walks into the room. You, you want to be as, you know, non- Descript. Uh, yeah, not as script as possible. Right. Thank you. Ready, dude. Boom, 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 boom. All right, we got a casting call here. We're going as real as possible. <laughs> casting call for James Bond. You, sir. Whew, boy. All right. Uh, I guess we'll put you on the poster. Um, Your name is what? Uh, Pendrel? Pendrel? <laughs> okay. Yeah, name is Ralph. All right, Ralph. Ralph. But like, fast yeah. James Bond. <laughs> if if I want to get someone into another country unnoticed to operate there, do I want them to look like fucking Danny Craig or do I want them to look like Agent Pendrel? Yeah, for sure, Agent Pendrel. Some fucking looks like kind of a fool. Like that's the guy you want. Do, do as you long know, as he's not an actual fool. Do you know who I described as a as an agent once in an RPG? What he looked like? William H Macy. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Just yep. a, hey, how's it going, fellas? And then knife in the face. Who, by the way, uh, <laughs> could be Agent Pendrel's uncle. I would totally. Say. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Except that he, he could act him around the table. But yeah, a William, like a William H. Macy should be in a spy picture. I think that would be awesome. I don't know who would go see it, though. It's the sad truth. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, William H. Macy, maybe. he's got. I think he's got draw. You see, yeah. Probably I'd like a to bit. see that kind of range. Yeah, probably a bit. Yeah, it'd have to be. It'd have to be a director that could like, like when you think Fargo, people weren't like, "Holy fuck, William H Macy." They're like, "Holy fuck, the you know, Cohen brothers." Anyway, so let me ask you some questions or Great. a question. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> let's do. Let's do a quiz. Pop quiz. Hot shot. Where I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of name. I'm gonna start kind of listing some things that happen in this episode or or arcs or or things. And you tell me, like, what's the bridge too far? What's what's the town we jumped into that we can't hold? Um, Interesting. 
So is it is it Agent or whatever Peskov, Comrade Peskov? Nope. Is it Mulder's daring escape from the Russian prison camp? Is it what happens so. in the uh, woods with one armed <laughs> the fucking the one armed bandits? It's a little weird. <laughs> I mean, is it? It's a little weird. That part's a little weird. Is it uh, Russian Patrick Stewart tracking down our boys? Is it? I don't is know. it a uh, lot of Senate subcommittee action? It's a it's the set the Senate subcommittee didn't really pump my nads. All fine actors' performances, and I and I hate to I hate to shit on anything that where, where Jillian Anderson is involved because it rarely is it the case that I do, and it's not her. Believe me, it, I think this is. I, I don't really know. I think there's so much going on. Um, there's a lot. I think. I think it's. It's one of those episodes where I say like a bunch of shit happened, but maybe too much shit happened, and now I can't track all the shit that's happening. Like you, you, like maybe it's too many people talking at once, and you're like, everybody, just shut the fuck up, one at a time, right? Mm. And maybe they every time it was one at a time, it wasn't one at a time for long because we were bouncing all over the place. I don't know if it's an editing thing. I, I don't know if it's just the way this whole thing is sequenced, but I found myself a little punch drunk from it. Yeah. It's and another point from Andrea, uh, the jumping off of the bridge too far point is the Senate subcommittee calling Scully, Miss Scully, not, I don't know, agent Scully, Dr. Scully, <laughs> no fucking shit. any of the above. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I will say one thing while we're talking about it that I actually did dig about the whole Senate thing because in general, I hate everything about the Senate because they're worthless. Sure. But one thing that was cool is there's, there's a section, I think it's, I think it's the first big Senate scene we get in this episode. And again, hard to track because as you said, we are fucking all over the place is the, we get the same dialogue that we got at the beginning of Tunguska. So we're seeing the, the very opening of the two-parter, it's repeating itself, but now we're seeing it with context. And that, I thought, was pretty cool. This is so, true. The initial questioning where they used it for good dramatic effect at the beginning of this two-parter to, to set up like, oh my God, like some stakes are going to be raised, some crazy shit's happening, Mulder's missing, Scully's being questioned. And now we see it already knowing what's happening, where the players are, and also seeing the shit behind the scenes with Cigarette Smoking Man and, and Well Manicured Man talking about the investigation, talking about honorable men, mm-hmm. uh, notes being passed around. So that part I dug. Maybe not all the returns to the Senate, um, but the, the first one I thought, oh, that's cool, man. Like, it's cool to now, now we see this in a different light. We get the context on it. Right. I gotcha. Um that's fair. I think that's, I think that is, I think it is fair. And like I said, it's really hard to just totally shut it off because it's Jillian Anderson doing good work, right? She has such a handle on, she has such a handle on Scully that whenever she sits down to be Scully, even if it's, even if it's in a situation where I'm like, all right, I find myself still compelled by it, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but, but there is a lot of shit going on. So like, if I just scrub through this, like it starts with Pesco and then it goes to Mulder, back to the Russian dude, then to Scully, then back to Russia. We're rolling through Russia. There's a long Russia sequence, which is um, which is the action sequence of the escape. And then we go, after that, we go back. Then, then it's well, Manikin Man, back to Russia, back to Senate hearing, 
back to Russia outside, back to her in the after contempt of Congress, her locked up. Then we, we get our guy back. He kills the guy back to the Congress for a while. Yeah. It's just like, whoo, man. It, it's, uh, I'll tell you where, where I had the hard time. Where, where uh, let me, my I bridge know, too I, far. I, I can describe it to you once okay. you're done. My bridge too far moment was, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like the episode, but I'm saying like, all right, if, if there was a feeling of like too much, it was, we're back to the fucking Senate again. Hmm. Scully's being questioned, asking about Mulder's whereabouts. We last saw him with this fucking Russian family with a fucking bear of a man bearing a knife <laughs> and Krychek getting his arm fucking sawed off. That's wild. And then Mulder's just walking in being like, hey, I'm here now. Cool. And then there's that scene. And then Boomer in Florida, Boomer in New York, Boomer in North Dakota, Boomer back at the Senate, which was supposed to convene the next day. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> in a fucking second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Mulder's walk into the Senate could have done without that kind of corny, like, I'm here. Yeah. And the star witness is here. Yeah. Or, Everyone or gasps. I agree with uh, Canuck and Crazy in the chat about you know, a, a later scene a little bit, but when his little monologue about, you know, belief in extraterrestrials to the Senate <laughs> God. Might, might have been a little. Yeah, I, I'm, little. Sure that, I'm sure that went over like uh, real well, pal. Um, here's how I want to try to describe it. Yes. So one of the things that I think George Lucas was so good at, very expert at in the, in the original pictures was he could take you across three different battles and he could pace them in such a way that you were thirsty for each one of them, each step of the way. Oh, oh, we're on Endor. Wow. This is exciting. Oh, we're in the throne room. Luke's facing down Vader. This is exciting. And we're going to cut to Lando uh, in the space battle. This is badass. Cut back to Throne. Cut back to Endor. Cut back to... And, and we have this medley of action. Mm-hmm. And it's swirling around. Now, I just described to you three things in a two-hour movie. I'm describing now to you four to five things, four-ish things in 44 minutes. And the problem is, is it's not action. It's talking. So it's like, we're cut, talk, cut, talking, Cut back talking. Do you remember what we're talking about before? We're going to cut back to talking. Cut back over here. And I think that's what I'm feeling is that. Whereas with an action picture, it's, it's not always fair. To, it's never fair, to be frank, to compare TV and cinema. But the thing that I think Lucas did right was this is going to be action. <laughs> yes. Like, let the talking scenes breathe for a while. Even if, you know, you sometimes write shit dialogue, George. But let those breathe for a while. But when it comes to the action... I have you, I'm, I'm, I've visually engaged you and now I can slip away. I can leave you and I can leave tension on you. I can, I can push you over here and start to create new tension and new conflict. I can pull you out of there and drop you. I mean, when I say you, I mean the, the viewer, right? Whereas if you're doing that with dialogue, it's very, very difficult. Um, uh, even great dialogue guys don't really do that. It might be a back and forth because one dialogue's informing the other and that's creating tension like a Tarantino type of thing. But even he will just sit in a room on people talking and make it tense. He, even he won't be like, let's bounce around and create tension here. And I know like this is more following the spy type of genre where it's like, ooh, dead drop, cut to here. That's what this means over to here. But I think part of the problem was is that when you're editing something, you want it to be clean and to push the story forward. And here, what the issue is with the editing is I'm editing and then going backwards. 
right? Yeah. You're not edit. You're not editing me into the future. You're editing me into the past or to something unresolved. Instead of pushing me forward through the through line, through the through lines redundant. I hate myself, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully that may. That's what I'm trying to like. I've been trying to think how am I going to articulate this, but I think that might be it. Hopefully people understand what I'm saying there. Yeah, I, I get that. I get I get what you're saying, and because some you know dramatic talky talks at the end of the day, there's there's a time and place for it, and especially in X Files, and certainly in X Files, and a few things that people have been talking about in the chat, I do want to give some creeds to because we're kind of shitting on the Senate stuff, and yet Scully as, I, you know, as to a be character, clear, I don't even mean the Senate stuff. I think I just mean the structure in general. <clears throat> yes, but I think. The, maybe the Senate stuff loses some weight because we're we're cutting to so much other shit right. that we don't. And maybe there's a, a few too many Senate scenes. There's kind of a lot. Maybe two or three this? at the most. <clears throat> what does the Senate? What do the Senate scenes inform in the action of this episode? Um, they sh- well, they nothing. Add, I think. Um, like so. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're they not show directly. That, yeah. They show they show the the net result of the syndicate pushing hiding the truth. I think mm-hmm. that's what what we're trying to get to. Okay, like the like I got you. Uh, Maja and Glendy both mentioned, um, and and Kay Kari had a good line in here. Scully is a certified badass who gives zero fucks about the stuffy old white man talking to her. Um, like that? that Kay Kari it got goes it. up a little bit. But I I do you know she's there and she's like I have a prepared statement. I'm trying to get to something. And the probably the best part of the Senate interaction actually talks about not or, or actually occurs not in front of the Senate, but in the holding cell cell when Skinner and Scully are talking, that great line that Scully has about um I found you know, most of these men are lawyers. When lawyers are asking the wrong questions, it's usually because they don't want the right answers. I'm Correct. paraphrasing slightly. But this concept of like you know, and they they do kind of spell it out. Like, there's all this crazy shit happening. There's this there's this bioorganism. There's this virus. This thing we don't understand was transported by di- diplomatic poach. The person it was going to was fucking murdered. The courier was murdered, and yet they're asking questions about where is fucking Mulder. Like, mm-hmm. we're they're asking where all the shit that should be investigated isn't. So that is. I, that's what they're trying to do with the Senate. I got what you're saying. Yeah, but I, got I think yep. I think it gets lost in what you're talking about, which is just in a, a little lost. Maybe again, don't think this is a bad episode. It's just there's all. so all, much other shit, and then we have a little bit of an action sequence early, and then the the one at the end almost does it feel a little forced in because it's like, well, fuck, we're wrapping up a two parter. We have to have. We have to have some action towards the end. There's been At all the, the talks, so throw them out to North Dakota suddenly. Sure, and and we're gonna have this action sequence kind of thing at a refinery and explosion and like whatever. That was when I was kind of like, okay, we're 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 doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, the refinery moments. Yeah, like and the refinery moments and all the fucking steps it took to get there because that was the that was the the. Jump to Florida, jump to New York, that jump back to DC, jump out to fucking North Dakota. Yeah. That was the like, okay, we're 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 rushing. We're fucking really now just like, oh shit, we got we got I got seven minutes left of fucking <laughs> uh, of time to fit this in forty five minutes. Yeah, you're looking and at ten pages s- of the teleplay and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> we gotta get them there. We gotta get them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I I think if I can if I can <clears throat> give a point for the defense, <clears throat> excuse me. I think you said it, I think you summarized it best up front, which was just 
maybe you got to watch them back to back. That's a, a huge problem on us. I think that's backs. a huge part of it, right? I think yes. maybe watching them back to back, but um, but yeah, it's it is um, it. There are so many little things to like in the episode. That's the thing. That's the other thing. That's that's why this is not a do not like for me. This is a this is a like for me. It's yeah, not oh, a yeah. do not like, but yep. if, because there's just too many cool parts. Well, like when Vasily grabs her from behind, he, she's she's enamored by this explosion. You don't see explosions every day. Enamored? And then, yeah, I don't know. Wrong word. Distracted. Py- pyromaniac. <laughs> she's like, oh my God. I mean, um, no, he grabs her from behind and he pulls the holster out, pulls the gun out of the holster. And you're like, she's just totally caught off guard. I like that yeah. moment. And then he walks away with the gun, by the way. So you're in trouble. Yep. But, um. Uh, wait, somebody somebody put the quote in the chat because it was a it was a good one. Um, I could just as soon kill you, but please don't make me. My job is finished. Awesome. Yeah. I do like that. The, he, what's cool about him is the <laughs> the like reluctant call to duty kind of feel of him. Absolutely. That's a fucking. That is. I was kind of joking earlier when I said John Wick, but not really. Right. right. Like I mean, right. obviously he's not John Wick in terms of action. But you, we very clearly get the sense that this guy is a fucking badass who's done a ton of shit, probably, you know, 20 years, 30 years into retirement instead of John Wick's couple of years. Um, but <laughs> it's cool to just see like, all right, they, they call out this guy, the guy, the cleaner, the fixer, mm-hmm. and he goes Mr. over Wolf. there and he just fucking cleans house, dude. But yeah. he's, there's no, there's no malice in what he does. It's all just objective based. Like, this is what I have to do. And I don't have to kill this this woman. I yes. just have to. I gotta yes. get out of here. It makes him a real bad guy, right? Yeah, it, a real it, human bad guy. Yes, it does because he is. Uh, I think the best. I think you said it best when you called him a, sort of a reluctant call to duty. It's also it just shows that he's not a sadistic person. That's not to say that sadistic people don't exist in those positions, but he's just a professional who has to do what he has to do, and he doesn't. He probably would sleep okay if he killed Scully. Based yes. on his history, but at the same time, he he is somebody who knows he doesn't have to be that way. He's De- safe from her. Then he, you know, he's not getting arrested. He's going to get De- out of there. He's got De Niro papers. and De Niro and Heat. Exactly. If you stand between me and fucking whatever, I yeah. will not hesitate. But yeah. he's not just out there like going crazy to fucking kill cops or FBI agents. In fact, he's pissed off when it happens. That's a good. That's a great. That's a really good comparison, right? When when uh, when Wayne Grow kills the guy, that's it. He's so fucking mad about it that right. he he just wants to rob the government's money. He doesn't Completely want to hurt completely unnecessary yeah. complication. Exactly, yeah. and that's the other part of it that is often left out of of these programs is that it's not just about oh he could kill Scully and sleep like a baby. It's about now I've killed somebody. Now the security's tighter. Now the airports are going to be a problem. Now. It just, I, I like, I like it when that isn't necessary. When it's, yes. and on the flip side, when you should kill that person and they don't, that's also silly. Like, but, but it's more often it happens the other way first, which is, hey, that's cool. He didn't have to. Obviously, you're not going to kill the main character, but you, no matter who it was, it's cool that he's not just wantonly killing anyone. He kills the, the, the doctor at the, at the stables because it's part of the mission. Scully's yes. not, unless, like you said, there's a flip side to that coin, you know. And what if you do got me boxed in, right? <laughs> that's what De Niro says. And that's, he's saying, if you box me in, I'm not going to jail. I'll right. fucking, it, it, I'll kill you. If at that moment, Scully reached down to, because she had another pistol and like a, you know, an ankle holster, he smokes her. 
immediately. Yeah, he, he's holding it a crushed watermelon in his head. In his hands. <laughs> and, and then it, it doesn't, not a thought while he's dropping, dropping a sea bag like a few of days course. later in St. Pete. Exactly. He's good. You know, I want to call out. We got a we got a goddamn fucking psychiatrist or psychologist. I don't know. Andrea is in the chat. She's a goddamn fucking head doctor. She's a shrink. One of them. (laughs) So there's something about because I I often mix up psychopathy and sociopathy. Sociopathy. Yeah. Because there's like we we always I think the term psychopath gets thrown around a lot. They all like, do. Oh, serial killers are, are psychopaths. What? Yeah, they all do, of course. OCD PTSD, is, a, is OCD, one that everybody has. PTSD. You know, everybody. Everyone has narcissism. But yeah. there's something about, there's elements of psychopathy because it is kind of a scale. Psychologist. Sure. Andrew's a psychologist. Okay, staying corrected. Um, that it's it's not like you just love fucking, it's it's, it's a divorce. It's a, you're divo- divorced from empathy. Like you can just cut that out and just do things with zero like moral baggage to them, mm-hmm. but not necessarily be prone to like, you're not driven like a fucking serial killer. Yeah. You're not, you don't get, you don't get pleasure from it. Right. Right. And that's, that's what, that's what you would want in this kind of cinematic idea of, of the fucking fixer is, is a guy like Peskov who he's going to go there, do whatever it takes to get done. Sleep you don't want you don't want you don't want your agent to be a slave to his desires. No, oh, well, yeah, of course, the fucking last thing you'd want. And that's what, and that's kind of the difference to, to break it into layman's terms. You don't want somebody who's just like the thought of putting a knife in that woman is, you know, giving him sexual arousal. Like that yeah. guy doesn't work, even though we know he'll kill. He's also a slave to his his fucking psychosis. You know, yeah. we, that doesn't work. <clears throat> it right. needs to be, Hey, this is, it's, it's, um, and you know, sometimes the two intermix, like you think about, you think about killers for the mafia, guys who've killed 10, 15 fucking upwards of 30 people, these guys. And there's like his business, I'm like, uh, you know, something personal, I go home, kiss my, kiss my wife on the mouth, toss my kid's hair, go to his dance recital, you know? It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And oh, I got a phone. I'll be back. You go to a warehouse where a guy's tied up crying for his mom and you shoot him <laughs> in the face. You get in your car, you go back, and you're like, oh, nice. They're doing Vivaldi. This is great. And, <laughs> like and you that, know, it's crazy, man. That's fucking wild. Yeah. There's that great fucking monologue in True Romance by James Gandolfini when he's, talk, when he's sitting there with uh, Patricia Arquette and talking about killing people. First one, it's the bitch of the bunch. Bitch of the bunch. <laughs> second one ain't no picnic either. <laughs> that first second, one. Way, second one ain't no picnic either. Fucking juice. Yeah. Now I just do it to watch the expressions change. All right. So <laughs> that's great. Our, our psychologist chimed in a bit. Sociopaths tend to be more impulsive. Makes Psychopaths sense. are incapable of empathy. So pretty much what Andrew's saying is that I'm pretty much a psychologist. Yeah. She basically just said it. Psychopaths are incapable of empathy. Yeah. So we, yeah. So that's, I'm definitely not a psychopath. No. However, I, you know, <laughs> take this in the right way, but I bet like me, if you took and they're not fucking, I don't think most of these are actual, like whatever APA or whoever it is that does it. But like you can take a like psychopathy test. Sure. You're, you're probably on the, on a spectrum further than you would think because I, I know you, <laughs> because I, Jesus am. Christ, I know you, <laughs> no, because I, because I am, because I, <laughs> I was fucking curious about it and I'm not a psychopath either, but there are traits people have talked about, about me a lot 
And there's elements I think you and I share to a degree sure. about abilities to separate yourself from things, to compartmentalize things extremely easily that yeah. perhaps could be in the realm of fucking why why am I making these leaps of fucking that we can talk about this? I don't even know the difference between ethos and pathos. <laughs> no, Glenn, yeah, no, he's not calling, calling me a sociopath. He's I'm calling me a psychopath. I'm calling uh, him. You're on the spectrum. He says I'm on the psychopath spectrum. I guess that's fine. I'm on the higher psychopathy, distrust of authority. Oh, God, don't get me started with authority. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dead ring. Get okay. me started with authority. I'm basically fucking Ted Bundy. Let's get a little bit back to this app by by using this whole case as a fact that here we are took, talking about the wrap-up of a two-parter, and I feel inclined to spend a lot of time talking about a side character. Mm. So maybe that is... Ah, Vasily. Maybe, I'm not, maybe that's a, uh, not a cause, but a symptom. Maybe that's... It's not... Aside from some great Scully moments, I feel... Maybe part of the thing with this episode is that Scully, I almost did it. Scully and Mulder just kind of have to do the things the script tells them to do to hit all these fucking wickets, and it's and they less, don't feel one way or another about it. They're psychopaths. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh well, Mulder has to get out. Mulder has to do this. Mulder has to find out about this. Mulder has to go after Crycheck. Mulder has to get back to the states. Then they have to go here. Then they have to go there. There's not. It just feels kind of like they're following, they're hitting the wickets of the script to to get to wrap up this two parter versus truly feeling like Mulder and Scully are driving the action of this episode. The really the only moment the only moment of the two of them that truly stands out to me is is Scully when she's talking to Skinner in the cell. So right, that, I'm going to say that's that's, that's you my it. issue. You got it. That's what it is, dude. You're right. It's 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 a lot of. Um, it's a lot of telling and not showing outside of the guy, our guy Vasily. And of course, Mulder's escape, which is, it, it, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Right. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. His escape. <laughs> uh, what is wrong with me and Mulder today? You with Mulder or you and Mulder? Uh, both. Like, I, like, I, I don't know. I guess I, it's funny because I think he can do action. I think the company can do action. Can he do John Rambo hiding in the fucking leaves for a day action? I'll give you what you won't believe. Crycheck <laughs> drew first blood. He doesn't move like Sly in his prime. I could tell you that much. <laughs> I, it is nice to to see uh, to see him deliver a little violence unto Crycheck, though. The way he good. runs up, the way he runs up the thing at him with his little knife. Dude, I was like, well, Crytek's going to whoop your ass when you get there. <laughs> you know what it made me think of a little bit? And not to keep shitting on this episode, because I don't want to, because I like well, it. Well, let's, we can have fun. That sensitive people will be all right. <laughs> like, he's waiting for his moment. He's waiting for a moment. And then he finds it. And runs he for runs for a mile. It, dude, I thought, about, <laughs> I thought about fucking Monty Python, the yes, Holy Grail. Dude. When, when the knight is running, <laughs> and, and they're just looking out on him for like 30 seconds. Dude. And you're like, Fucking dude, all the guards, nobody spots this prisoner sprinting for a hundred meters to get up to oh this my truck. God. Yes. Dude, yes. like the line gets there. Just wait. Just wait. Oh my God. Oh, it was dude, a little bit much. Uh, I wish he would have just went, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, killed the bloody Grunson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy. Also, a little silly. Yeah, I'm and, like, you have a concealed weapon. Just wait till you're on him and then rip it into his neck. Yeah. And feel yeah. not bad about it at the end of it. Right. And that yeah. was another, like, all I want to do is kill Krychek. I need to survive to kill Krychek, what he tells this geologist fucking cell neighbor of his. And then it's like, well, but the show doesn't want Krychek to die, so he's going to mm-hmm. throw him onto the bed of a truck and punch him out. And there was just, there's too many things that just felt like, okay, we have to get, that's what it felt like. This was a, we have to get from here to here, and that's what's happening. And it didn't, maybe it just doesn't feel organic enough to me. Like, it just doesn't feel... Like the characters truly doing these things, it's we're we're hitting the wickets. It's it's called. Let me just here's, here's myself. We have to get Why? from here. We have to get from here to here, and the GPS keeps losing its signal, <laughs> and we're fucking all over the place. We're fucking all. This is not a straight line. This is not efficient. Um, this is but no. this is an Uber pool. We're going to the airport, but we have to pick up seven people oh, in this good. minivan. And we got to get there in 45 minutes. So let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Wow, I saved $7 by doing this? Cool. (laughs) I would give somebody $7 to push this guy out of the car. (laughs) And not feel bad about it. (laughs) Why wouldn't you sit next to me? The whole back vent is open. But no, sit right here, please. Yeah, excellent. I'm wearing the, headphones, but but please introduce yourself to me. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to talk. I'm sure it's going to be really interesting. Can't you see I rate on a psychopath scale? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It, it's certain things, man. It's just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, so I guess. Skinner. <laughs> no, go ahead. We didn't talk about Skinner enough because he's good in this, right? He's great. He's great. Always. He's great. Um, don't tell me more than I need to know. Yes. Don't, that yes. was cool. Yes. So here's what I like about Skinner. I like how Skinner tells you that he's going to have to make the ethical choice that is good for him. And that if you, but he's also cares enough about you to tell, you know what he is? He's like a, he, he's like a video game boss that gives you the instructions on how to circumvent him. <laughs> he's like, like, you know don't, what I mean? skip, don't skip the cutscenes. Yeah. That's, that's ahead, where skip. you find out how the moves are. He goes, don't, here's what you're going to do. You're going to hit you. This is going to be what you have to do to beat me. And I'm telling you this because I, it's, you know, it's funny in a very lesser way. It's, it's like Vasily being like, I don't want to kill you lady. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take a hike. If you reach for an ankle piece, I'm going to blow your brains all over the fucking oil refinery. So don't do that. And it's like that. He's like, I don't want to, I care about Scully. I care about Mulder, but also I care about me. And that's a real person. So yes. don't put me in a position Right. Yes. Don't to, put me to in that make position. Me perjure myself in front of the fucking Senate subcommittee. Exactly. Cool. It's like it's like, and, and even in everyday normal like bullshit low stakes life, it's <laughs> like don't be a piece of sh- don't drag me into your piece of shittery and then think I'm some kind of asshole if I fucking tell somebody the truth about your bullshit. Like, don't put that on me. Yes. I don't know you enough to you. Josh can put that on me. You random person, you can't put that on me. Like. <laughs> Right. Well, what, are you going to say something? No. But if they ask me, I'm going to fucking tell them. Because <laughs> you're a piece of shit and you're putting me in a position. And you shouldn't put me in a position. I mean, depending on the situation. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. But the indignance yeah. of that, like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, and like, like, like you and I are pals, you fucking weirdo. And not to harp on it, but this is, this is the moment when Scully's talking about why they have to go to Florida. <clears> and he's basically saying, like, don't fucking tell me why you need to. And Mikey Marinara brings up in the chat, which I've already mentioned, 
I'll say that leaving the Senate hearing to go to Florida, then to Dakota, then supposedly back to the Senate by the next morning is interesting. <laughs> is interesting. You, you left out, they also went to New York in that time span. Right. They went to Florida, Dakota, New York City, and then back to the Senate by the, ne- the next morning. Interesting. Like interesting, like Santa Claus getting to everybody's house on fucking Christmas Eve and you're <laughs> as a child and you're like, wow, that's, that's something, huh? It's fucking Christmas magic. So yep. yeah, it's interesting. Yep. Um, Instead of distributing toys that require batteries, they just distribute lots of exposition. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little like cunty. A little cunty. But it's fun. A little cunty. A little cunty. Fun. Fun. It's fun. But cunty. Fun. But cunt. You know, at the end of the day, I'll just say it. it's it's a like. It's still a like. Still a like. And and I, mean, I still you can't have you cannot have a like when a KGB guy goes into a facility, loads up a syringe, and plucks it into a guy's chest that you're trying to keep alive because you're like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? That's some. That's cool. I like that. That's awesome. I'll say this though, because last time around when we talked Tunguska, we we continued to blow mythology a little bit. We continued to say like, mm. hey, at least I did. I said, hey, I've been wrong. Mythology, you know, mythology stays better for longer than I thought. I'm not saying it's bad, but it, for the sake of the Euros that are going on, I'm giving mythology a yellow card. Okay? All right. You're, you're on warning. Okay. Like, yeah. so now you put black oil in people and like, it doesn't really infect them. There's an inoculation thing. Like, okay. There's there other countries involved. Uh, okay. You, some, something about cutting people's arms off. Like, okay. Okay. But like yellow card, what do you do card. with this? I'm watching you. Well, now, yeah, exactly. Yellow card's tough. You change the whole way you got to play now. Yeah. Right? You can't, that you can't be reckless. Tackle? That next slide yeah. tackle is a whole different game. Yeah. You fucking slide in even a, a tiny bit from the back. You're out. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So, you're you're like too? I do like it because... Because <sighs> they're good moments. Yes, man. It's not greater than the sum of its parts. Right. That's I I like it we, is we the sum of its parts. That. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect equation. This plus this plus this equals just that. <laughs> there's no there's no exponent. Machine theory be damned. <laughs> it's just all about the parts, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there are a lot of good scenes and good elements, and that's why this episode is good. Not like, because listen, it coalesces into something amazing. You know, Josh, we're talking this girl and God, she's got great legs, but her laugh is fucking brutal. You know, it's like just judging the parts. What about the whole thing? Nah, we're at the parts stage. <laughs> the parts. We're at the parts stage. Just the parts, the intangibles. <laughs> the intangibles. Which is kind of Hannibal Lecter of me, right? Like the certain you, you parts are you the, want to. You the, are the a little psychopath. The certain parts you just want to consume. <laughs> oh, fuck. Not that laugh. Well, no, no it, yeah, it, it is. It, it's. The travels, it's like the last season of Game of Thrones, says Olivia. No shit. But um, I don't know. It's uh, it's a like. It's a like. It's a like. It's a like. You set up a lot and you kind of wrapped it up, but yellow card. Mm. On notice. Yellow card for sure. Uh, small shout out. The set of the Senate committee hearing is beautiful. Giant pillars. I love the giant red curtains. It It's lit very well. It, mm. For all intents and purposes, it should be super compelling drama. And... As I said, it's not uncompelling. <laughs> Incompelling. <laughs> not compelling. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but it is. But it, like, it looks. It looks awesome. It looks. I don't know. It's not. It has a dark. They gave it an X Filesy look. It's clearly not a building for. It's probably like a library or something. A fancy mm-hmm. big library. But it has. It almost has a gothic feel to it. Like a gothic architectural dark. You're in the fucking. 
Inquisition space now, you know? Cool. All right. I like, I like that. It. I will say, too, um, talking about lighting, just a, qu- a quick mention. I love the lighting when Cigarette Smoking Man walks up onto that porch and mm-hmm. says something about, like, those are those are bad for you, to well-manicured man, and they're both complete shadow silhouettes. Dude. And you don't know who either are until they start talking in well-manicured man. It's a great entry. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, well done because he doesn't... St- step from like shadows into bright light. He steps from shadows into like just enough light to reveal his face. And I, yeah. I don't know. That was cool. I also, was dope. I think Crycheck's good this week. Yes. Crycheck is good. I'll tell you why. Because of when he gets bagged in the woods, the way he flips those people, like this is him to a T. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's, he's good physically. He's, he's such a great, <sighs> What I like about Krychek is Krychek is so the rogue to the Mulder. I know we like to think of Mulder as like, oh, he's going to do it the way he wants and the truth and everything, but but he's truly a crusader. Like Mulder is like a knight. He's like a shining, happy, dysfunctional knight. And he's like, da, 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 da. He's not Krychek. Krychek's a fucking rogue, man. Like Chaotic he, neutral rogue. He is sketchy as fuck. And he will, the way he flipped those guys in the woods was rad. He's just so cool. I love that. He would be a nightmare if if one of your if you're running if you're running a role playing game and one of your players is playing Crycheck, you're like, well, fuck my fucking game prep because great NPC though, great NPC (laughs) where you can you can dab them in where you need them. Yep, totally. You're not sure what to think about them. Chaotic neutral or as the that that hilarious fucking meme in the (laughs) (laughs) chaotic bisexual. Yes, that's awesome. It's always those characters, man. What's so compelling? We can't help ourselves with mystery, right? Mm -hmm. We can't help ourselves with mystery. And then when you make a character very mysterious, as long as they retain a little bit of charisma, we will will be compelled to watch them and see what happens, right? Dancy Mega says it best. I love to hate him. Exactly. And loving to hate him is charisma. And and that's yes. that goes yep. a long fucking way. Yep. Yeah. The the bad guy who you just you can't help but en- enjoy the time they have on scene because you're mm-hmm. or on screen because you're just drawn to it. Totally. So let's um. You know what I want to get back to doing is uh. Speaking of sports, I want to get back to three stars. But before we do that, Ooh, let's baby. let's maybe hit a listener comment or two. Listener comment or two. Fire it off. I am on the other fucking tablet here, so I'm pulling okay. it up. Um, I'm going to give one to Carrie Curry. She's in the chat today, and I don't know if I've read her recently. Um, I love the second part of this great two-parter. Back when the mythology actually made sense, Scully was incredible and intense, basically telling the Senate subcommittee to go fuck themselves. As noted earlier, Skinner doing his best to protect his agents by telling them, if you explain it to me, I'll have to explain it to them. He knows more or less what they're up to, but will protect them while he continues to tow his self-imposed line of morality. And everything about Crycheck is always a great thing. See you guys Thursday. And we did. We did see. So mm-hmm. I wanted to read that because, because maybe we didn't fucking shed enough good light. We, we were you know, a little bit maybe on the other side. And Carrie really focused on, on, on the good parts, which I think we agree with everything she said. Yeah, totally. She's just um, not dead inside like you and I are. <laughs> <laughs> and find, find the negative hatred and everything in the world that we interact with. Andrew Johnson says, can I just add how insanely hot Dean and Josh are on this episode? Oh, that was nice of her. Gotcha. What's that called? Uh, gotcha. Hmm? Not, not libel. What do you call it when somebody just completely mm-hmm. misattributes your, your quote? Uh, or makes up a quote. There's something. She could sue us. Lying. You're lying. Um, 
All right. Um, for real, I'm going to read. Well, there's a couple of good ones here. <laughs> Nicole Frazier. <laughs> With a nice old man from the Mighty Ducks as a nice old KGB agent and a shot of Crytek's shitty fake hand ducking a tea bag, hid message there perhaps also fucking lootly. <laughs> and then Liza M says, This shall henceforth be known as the Crytek teabagging episode. Oh, fuck. perfect. Definitely should have. Good job bringing awesome. that up. Love it. Well well done, Nicole. And by the way, Nicole phrased with a mighty duck's pull. Fucking. It is him, too. Deep. It is. I can't believe Vasily. Wow. That's a, that's serious, man. That's serious. That's a mighty duck's fan. That's a fucking knuckle puck to you, Nicole Frazier. <laughs> All right. Um, so three stars for this ep. Easy peasy. Easy peasy for you. Um, I'm going to say you. You want to do all three each? Yeah, they're gonna. They're, we're gonna have overlap this week. Okay. Um, I am going. This is Rob Bowman joint, but I just. Yep. I'm sorry. There's not enough there for me to give, oh, and certainly not to the writing. Sorry, Chris and Frank Spotnitz. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going number one. I'm sorry. I'm going Jan Rubes, who plays Vasily Peskov. He was my number one. Yep. Number two star, uh, Jillian, yep. Dana Scully. Uh, and number three was probably Crycheck. So Crycheck three, Scully two, Peskov one. Yep. <laughs> Fun, huh? Is that the fucking same thing you have? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, cool. It's undebatable, too, I think. <laughs> because, because, because Vasily gets most of the work. Scully's all kind of always undeniable, but... In my opinion, she's turning she's sort of turning chicken shit into chicken salad because she elevates the scenes she's in, which is what a good performer does. Um, and then Crycheck is just he's just so good. I I feel like I'm I meet you know I'm I'm giving Mulder the Riker treatment, and I don't know why. And I got to get back to it. I got we got to re we got to go away to like we got to go we got to have a romantic getaway. I think mm. get some toys, see if it's still there. Right. Yeah. Get break room service. The, break out the bunny ears again. Change change the sheets every day, and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I, 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 he just he's good enough. He looks good. I'll, I'll give him that. But uh, but yeah, that's definitely definitely the way it is. And I'll tell you, I didn't know. You know what's crazy? Didn't <laughs> Scully's hair gets an honorable mention? That's that's fair, Andrea. Um, <laughs> can I say this? Yeah, I didn't even know it was Rob Bowman, and that's too bad. Yeah, I you know wouldn't... it's lit well. I'll say that. Like the moments, even when when Mulder's like talking to the woman, and he's like yeah. that that soft like orange lighting to signify campfire, or yep. you know, or just hearth fire. But um, yeah, it wasn't. Do you know why? Because Rob Bowman. Do you know what he did? He filmed a bunch of shit, and then the editor was like. Knife and around. Cut, 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 cut. Is that space space coast? Yeah, coast to coast. Fucking space coast, dude. Cut, 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 cut. Dude, that episode was fucking um Dude, the guy from Radiohead was the guy the guest on that up. Cut, 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 cut. Oh shit. That's a deep pull, huh? What the fuck is it? Yeah. Two thousand four or some shit. Yeah, well. Well, what's next on the agenda? Hello, what is on the agenda? Um, I think next up we're dropping something previously recorded, are we not? We are. Am I? Let me get back to the fucking episode list, which Paper. I... Paper! Oh, we're seeing our boy, man. Noonan. 
Tommy oh, Noons. Yeah, Paper Hearts, dude. Dude. Paper Hearts. Oh, dude, this is great. We got a little bit of no homework coming up. We got Paper Hearts to drop. Yep. And all previously recorded. And then El Mundo Guerra. El Mundo Guerra. And that Can I tell you something? is a motherfucking watch along. I'm looking forward to that. I'm holding in my hand right now the X Files Paper Hearts screenplay directed by Rob Bowman. Fucking cool, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, that was a gift to me. I feel like a piece of shit, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, BP. Yeah, it's so dope. Like, open it up. It's 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 even like a one they use too. Like, you, it, it's really cool. Um, and yeah, Rob Bowman, of course. Exteriors, Boschers Run Park, parking lot, woods, interiors. Yeah, it's it's telling you the set lists. Teaser, oh, it's so dope, dude. Like teaser, it says here. One, a digital clock reads 3.21 a.m. We move off of it and drift around a darkened room, revealing personal objects which tell us we're in. Interior, Mulder's living room, night. The whole world is quiet. We come Fuck. upon Mulder, lying. It's sick, right? Cool. So that's like how he fucking wrote it. I mean, Gilligan wrote the screenplay, but Bowman shoots it. And, um, I mean... Love it. It's, uh, you know what I like about this? I love, I love screenplay shorthand for description, because it's super visual. It's really good for storytelling, dude. It's really good for RPG. Like if, if yes, re- yeah. it's good to reacquaint yourself with that sometimes because man, it like we come in on, we see mm-hmm. it, it, it conveys a lot of visual information. And I just think that that's so radical. I got to get back to more of that for the old nasty gram. It's fun. What's that? Well, it's a little podcast with a bunch of fucking nerds nerding out oh. about shit. Tell me about it. Sounds Nasty exciting. Graham RPG podcast, bro. We're fucking ten apps in. What I think, dude, and and I, I think I post them on Facebook on my my personal Facebook thing, yeah, which is yeah. really just my podcast Facebook because that's all I have. But we are. I don't want to say exactly because the arc is wrapped. But we're the Nasty Graham RPG podcast, dude. We are just dropped episode ten and episode ten and eleven. Man, when I was editing them and like putting them out there and re-listening, I was like, dude. This is when it comes together. That's like, the one, man. Yeah, it's it's the both of them, and then it's just fucking it rolls from there. Like the up to that point, I was still like, I still thought it was it was good, but I was still nervous. I'm like, are we gonna get there? Is this gonna come together? And then it's the episodes we're on right now. So I don't know if you guys haven't listened and you you're you want to put up with, with some nerd shit, but maybe check out some cool shit. Check out Instagram. I would I would definitely appreciate it. Dean uh, Dean plays a fucking awesome character and uh, some other cool cats on there. So, oh no, does he? That's so sweet. All right. Well, <laughs> anything else you want to say this week? I think I'm tapped, baby. All right. Well, thank you very much to everyone who came out here in the chat. You guys are beautiful and sexy and all that jazz. Oh yeah, and smart, I guess. Um, in the spirit, Josh, of the X Files podcast. Tell these good people goodbye. Just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks fly together. You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. Mm-hmm.